over the month of June, we've been using the themes and text from uh, this year's Vacation Bible School as our focus in worship. The overarching focus has been going beyond those times when we go beyond expectations or go beyond what people normally would do. Starting at the beginning of June, we looked at going beyond with faith, going beyond with boldness, going beyond with kindness. We've explored the ways that in each of these stories that we have heard, the characters have gone beyond what was expected of them, and the results have been more than anyone could have imagined. So today we're going to look a little bit at going beyond with thankfulness in this healing story that we've heard from the Gospel of Luke. Along the way, we'll also find ways in which Jesus was also going beyond in today's story, beyond expectation, beyond social norms, and beyond religious norms. In our story today, Jesus has begun his journey towards Jerusalem, and he's traveling along the border between Samaria and Galilee when he enters a village. And as I've been walking, Jesus has continued to teach his disciples along the way. And he's just been discussing with them in the previous verses what it means to have faith and all that can be accomplished with faith. So we started our reading with the 11th verse, but in the 6th verse, we find the well-known passage regarding faith the size of a mustard seed and all the things that a faith even that tiny can accomplish. And then Jesus continues that teaching with this interesting note about not thanking servants for doing that of which we expect them to do how people don't normally thank someone who is expected to bring them food and serve them at the table. We don't thank those that we expect to do those things. So it makes for an interesting segue into this healing story that we have today. There's ten lepers here on the outskirts of the village, and and they're literally outcasts. To be sick, particularly with some sort of skin disease, is seen as a punishment from God. Obviously, if you are sick, if you have this going on in your life, you must have done something wrong in order for God to afflict you in this way. At least that was their thinking. They were labeled unclean and could not approach or be near others to anyone who was considered clean. They only had themselves for company. And so those with these skin conditions were cut off from family and community. They were often mistreated by those who were passing by, and they had to rely on what little bit of generosity that they could find along the way. And so when Jesus was near, they they approached to an acceptable distance, not too close, but close enough that he could hear them. And they called out to Jesus, Jesus, Master, show us mercy. They address Jesus as master, a title that up to this point in the Gospel of Luke has only been used by the disciples. So we could debate how it is that they recognize Jesus. Perhaps they had heard rumors. 
Perhaps someone had, they'd heard whisperings and people walking by that Jesus was on his way into town, and so they assumed that this group of people coming into town was, was Jesus and his group. Maybe some of them had seen Jesus before they had been afflicted with their disease and recognized him that way. Whatever the case, they recognized Jesus as one with the power to heal them. You see, it's important here in the Gospel of Luke that Jesus is often recognized by those who are considered other, those who are on the margins. They may be outsiders, but they recognize exactly who Jesus is, even though often we see in the same Gospel that his disciples fail to recognize who he is and all that he came into the world to accomplish This highlights Luke's focus on those that are on the margins and their inclusion in that kingdom that Jesus has come to usher in. Once they have called out to Jesus, Jesus sees them. I like the way that the gospel writer makes a point of that. Jesus sees them. How many others have walked by them without seeing them? And then without any flourish, any additional comments, Jesus simply says to them, go, show yourselves to the priest. This is the normal route for those with illnesses to once again be able to rejoin society. Once healed, once they feel like their condition is gone, they have to go and show themselves to the priests to be again proclaimed clean so that they can return into fellowship with others. So Jesus is telling them, Go, do as the law commands you. They turn and they go in search of the priests, exactly as Jesus directed them to do, exactly as they were expected by the law to do. Perfectly normal for the condition that they were in and for their circumstances. And then it says along the way, they were cleansed, they were healed. By the time they reached the priest, they would have been made clean, and the priests will be able to declare them clean, and they will be able to rejoin their family, their friends, to be a part of society once again. For those who have been treated as outcasts, those who have been separated from all that they know, I imagine they were filled with excitement at this opportunity to rejoin those that they loved and to be a part of the community again. We don't know how long they've had to live as outsiders So it's hard to blame them for rushing on their way to go be pronounced clean. Who doesn't want to return to their families and friends and be accepted by society? But one of them, upon realizing that they have been healed, turns back to offer praise to God and to thank Jesus. And then the gospel writer goes a step further. Not only was this man a former leper, but he was a Samaritan. He was doubly marked as an outsider. Not only had his disease marked him, but his identity as a Samaritan marks him as an outsider as well. Now it's interesting to note a couple of things here. First, the other nine, the ones that did what was expected and went to the priest to be declared clean, they were also healed. The healing miracle did not depend on their thankfulness. 
Their actions were completely appropriate to the situation. In order to be pronounced clean, they had to go see the priests. So that's what they were doing. Without the word of the priests, they would still be considered outcasts, no matter how clean they might look. And so they were doing what was expected of them. Jesus still healed them, but they went on their way. And second, the 10th man's identity as a Samaritan also does not leave him out of receiving God's healing. He is just as healed as the other nine. But he is the one who goes beyond the expectation of the law, who takes that extra step by returning to give thanks and praise to Jesus and to God. The others did just what was expected of them, but this one was the one to go beyond expectations. And Jesus' response here is interesting. On the one hand, he makes note of the absence of the other nine. Weren't ten cleansed? But I kind of think that Jesus is using this as a way of making a point to the disciples. See, following on that conversation they had just been having about faith and what faith can accomplish and about how we often don't thank servants for doing that which is expected of them, this kind of makes a little bit of sense. See, Jesus in the Gospel of Luke is often portrayed as the servant who came to serve others, who came on their behalf. And so in healing the lepers, he's doing exactly what was expected of him. He is the servant with the ability to heal who comes and heals those in need. And so even though he's kind of asking this question He's also saying there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. They did exactly what was expected of them, just as he, as the servant, had done exactly what was expected of him. But on the other hand, he also makes note of this one man's status as a foreigner and an outsider. No one returned to praise God except this foreigner. And calling him a foreigner, Jesus identifies him as a person of a different race, a person who is not one of the kindred, who's not part of the Jewish family, and is therefore thought not to matter, not to belong. In giving mercy to someone considered an outsider, Jesus shows us that his mission is not relegated only to a single group of people. His mission is meant for all. And so when we look at this text, we find that Jesus healed the Samaritan. He named the Samaritan. And in doing so, he allowed him to return to his community as a Samaritan. He didn't ask for the Samaritan to renounce his ways and become Jewish. He didn't heal the other nine and leave this one unhealed. Not only that, but Jesus then goes a step further, where his previous two questions were sort of rhetorical questions for his disciples to try and wrestle with. He now addresses the man directly. Get up and go. Your faith has healed you. It is this, his faith 
that has healed him, faith that he developed as a Samaritan, not the faith of the Jews, but the faith of someone considered an outcast, an outsider, one who does not matter in their culture. His faith has healed him. While he is saying this directly to the Samaritan, we can imagine that these words as well are meant for the, the disciples to hear. When we look back to Jesus telling them that, about the faith the size of a mustard seed, something so small, something considered so tiny, can do wonders. It's like a literal example of all that Jesus had just told them. Faith, even that considered this small, even that considered outside of the norm, has the power to heal. Healing is not dependent on a particular amount of faith. It's not dependent on the right faith. It's dependent on being faithful to God and trusting that that healing is going to take place. And it's also important to note that neither faith nor healing is limited by geographical boundaries, by social boundaries, by religious boundaries. God is not available just to those that are already in the faith, who already recognize it. God comes and offers healing to us all. Jesus cares about us whether we are in the in-group or not. Jesus comes to us in our particularities, whatever they might be. For those who recognize Jesus, understanding that he cares deeply for us in our particularity, in our identity, and in our differences, is what is partially at the heart of this gospel message. That good news is Jesus comes for all of us. And for those of us that follow Jesus, we also are called to heal those who are seeking healing regardless of where they are and what they believe. We are called to share that same mercy with outsiders without asking them to assimilate to our ways. As we look at this healed leper, this Samaritan, we're able to see how he went beyond what was expected in their society to return and give thanks for what he had received. All that was expected of him was for him to go and just present himself to the priests and be proclaimed clean, and he could go on his way. As an outcast on more than one level, he was not expected to stop and give thanks, and yet he did. And as we dig a little deeper, we see that he is not the only one going beyond expectations. Jesus, as well as showing how we are all expected to step beyond the borders and boundaries that we place around ourselves, healing is not dependent on being a part of the in crowd. Faith in God is not limited to people who look and believe and act just like us. Nor does faith or healing require someone to become other than who they are. Jesus cared about that Samaritan. He made a point of healing him, of including him, and of naming him. Jesus made a point of showing that the Samaritan's status 
did not exclude him from God's love or God's grace. And so I want to leave you with two brief thoughts today as we prepare to go back out into the world. I want to ask you, which of us here is perfect? Which of us here is worthy according to the law? Which of us here deserves God's love? Which of us here is loved by God? I hope all of you will raise your hand for that last one. We are all included in God's love. And for our inclusion, regardless of our status, regardless of whether or not we deserve it, I give thanks to God. But beyond recognizing our own imperfections, I also want us to remember that we have been called to continue that ministry that Jesus began. We have been baptized into the body of Christ. And that means we are part of the body and we get to continue that work that Jesus started. Who matters to Jesus should matter to us. What matters to Jesus should matter to us. In our time, I ask, whom are we pushing out of our village? Who are our pariahs? Who are the lepers and the Samaritans of the 21st century? Who are the ones that we push to the margins? Who are the ones that we exclude because of what they look like or what they believe? Who are our outsiders? Are we loving them beyond expectation? Are we loving them without asking for anything in return? Which lives matter to Jesus? In this particular story, Jesus said that this Samaritan's life matters. This doesn't deny that anyone else's life matters, but Jesus makes a point of including this outsider and naming him. As we consider what is going on in our world today, we have to ask ourselves, where would Jesus stand? I think we can pretty safely say, based on our story today, if nothing else, that Jesus would be going beyond what was expected to include all of those who are in need. As the continuing body of Christ in the world, our call is to stand in that same place. As those that follow Jesus do our actions in the world lead others to praise God and to give thanks? Our call as Christians is to go beyond expectations to help those in need. May we continue to be that presence of Christ in this world, in this community, in this place. May we continue to go beyond.